Well, okay, before we do anything related to this episode, I'd like mm. to talk to you about perseverance. Right. And that yes. when literally mm. every damn piece of shit thing that could go wrong <laughs> in the process of trying to record this episode does in fact go wrong, yep. you're still getting this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. We, we it, it's a testament to a few things. One, our love of film. Two, our love of this show, but further our love of bringing the show to you, our audience. So it's it's a it's a mixture of those two things, and it's why we do the show. And you're right, perseverance. Uh, why why were none of those options our love for each other? <laughs> it was. Do you, you know what the funny thing was? I was about to say like our. I wasn't going to say our love for each other, but like our interest in like talking to each other or like talking about film or like just hanging out via the phone. And then I just kind of like skimmed over it inadvertently and I just like never came back to it. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah. you know. I don't, don't take it personally. I'll, we'll edit it back in. Just okay. put that in All somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back. It's been two weeks since you've mm-hmm. heard our glorious voices. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're back. Uh, things are a little bit different. We'll explain that at the end of the show. Um, and also, as said, we're trying a different recording method, um, mostly because there was technical difficulties with our regular recording method. Mm. Um, and so there's a, there's a 62% chance (laughs) that this won't work. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go horribly wrong. Hmm, that's a higher percent chance that I'm good. I'm cool with. Yeah. Well, but it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So if that does in fact happen, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> if it doesn't sound as good as usual, mm-hmm. sorry. sorry. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, anyways, if, if you had investing stocks in the previous software that we were using, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. If you're uh, if you're an Adobe fan, <laughs> my deepest con- no Adobe's great and Adobe and is good. There's a very good chance we'll go back to using Adobe. Oh, for sure. Um, Obi One Adobe. Yeah. The issue yeah. is, uh, I'll just I'll be straightforward. The issue is I don't have my I don't have my computer with me. Yep. Um, and my software is on my computer, mm-hmm. and so I'm using someone else's computer, and they don't have mm-hmm. the software. Yep. Um, because not everyone is an audiophile like I am. Mm. And so, uh, we're using like an online service. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's hard to say. It's hard to say how this will work. We'll see. We'll see. Well, this week we continue on our series of having votes and you tell us what to watch and we do it year by year going back in time. And this episode we're covering 2011. Yeah, you voted on this like a long time ago. Three and a half weeks ago at this point. Pretty much you pretty much voted in two thousand and eleven as the films were coming out. Yeah. Some of them hadn't even come out yet. You're like "Ah, (laughs) Melancholia kinda looks good, but I don't know if I'll vote for it. Okay. Yeah. So uh so we we took kind of an unplanned hiatus. Sort Mm. of an unplanned summer holiday. Yeah. Um, it was nice. It was relaxing. It was restful. Mm, yes. Um, 
I got married. No, I, I didn't get married. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes even though things, I, I, I'll be honest, like I was, I was really stressed going into the mm. the holiday because the holiday wasn't planned. Like sure. essentially, the holiday happened because everything fell apart, and and there was just mm. no way to make the show happen for two weeks. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, but I think towards the end, I started to enjoy it. Good. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. but I'm equally happy to be back. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Super 8. Yeah. A lot of films. I have to do a shout out to 2011 to start because we had our previous vote was for 2012 and it was a bit of a dud and it just seemed like a bit of a dead year. But 2011 was so, so strong. And not only the four candidates, like we had Limitless, Warhorse, um, Super 8, and what was the fourth one? It was it was one of your options. Oh yeah, so that's why um, you don't remember. No, yeah, I I don't have it off the top of my head. But mm. regardless, it was four equally strong candidates in the voting. I don't and know. And there was a I lot of films. Either. There were a lot of films that were in 2011 that were great, like Lincoln Lawyer, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball. There were the remake of Footloose. Like there was a lot of good films in 2011. So it was a very very tough choice. That's a controversial thing four. you just said. Not everybody not everybody likes the Footloose remake. Actually, I'm I'm not even really sure why I said it. It's passable, but it's not I, like uh, great. I would Okay, so I saw the original Footloose late in the game. Sure, sure. Uh and so I think I would rather sit and watch the remake. Just because hmm. I didn't have yeah. that nostalgic connection yeah, no. to it. And I'm so there. just from yeah. like a newer film standpoint, yep. like the acting feels better. Sure. Oh yeah. And for stuff. Sure. So it's for me it was a more enjoyable experience. You know what? If you were selling that on a roadside stand, I'd buy it. I'm I'm there. We bought yeah. a zoo. We bought a zoo was the other option. We bought a zoo, right. So yeah, like I said, great films, great films. Um and we just had to pick four and eventually you just had to pick one and it was super eight. And um how do you, how should we get into this? Should we uh, start first. with some? <laughs> let's go feet first into some trivia here. Okay. Um, the first is so there's just one question for you this week. The little tidbitty thing. I well, you've only you only had two and a half weeks to come up with <laughs> trivia, so I understand. I I wouldn't have expected more. Yeah. Um, so the the little thing that I was impressed with. As far as um, an aspect of this film, this isn't a trivia question. Careful how you you. careful how you throw around the term "little thing." Why it makes makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. I don't know. It's just (laughs) little and thing should not should not be. We're the movie men, Mm. so little thing is nothing that we're having anything to do with. Right. Right. Um, That was weird. Now I don't. That was just taken to a whole new. (sighs) Weird place. Okay, trivialize me. Okay. I did find it interesting that uh, it was portrayed by actual children actors that were relatively the age that we of the characters that they were playing. Right. No so, more. They were going to have Tobey Maguire play <laughs> one of the nine-year-olds, but they were like, ah, 
This one, this one <laughs> might be a little too much, Toby. We're sorry. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I can th- This isn't a good example. It's not a comp as far as uh, the type of movie Super Eight is. But one of our earlier episodes, we talked about Greece, which is high school children that were played by like people pushing thirty, some people past thirty, and it was just incredibly unbelievable but if you just look at ellie fanning like she's 14 years old when this film was made and the other children are approximately around the same age so it is nice to see the creative team choose and have confidence in children actors and it is nice to see these children actors pull off the roles effectively that that, yeah definitely that is i just found it interesting because that's one of the first things i looked up i was like are these actual children that are around the age they should be and they were um so my actual question for you is based off a very subtle moment in the movie and not sure if you caught it or noticed it but i want you to tell me which member of the creative team had an acting cameo in this film and i'll give you some options okay okay the first is jj abrams the second Steven Spielberg. The third, Michael Giacchino. Um, I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think J.J. is known for putting himself in his films. Okay. Okay. Right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Jackson is. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so now I'm just trying to think, was he, like, obviously in Lord of the Rings, there's that kind of role he had in every film but what about his non-lord of the rings films uh i don't know i maybe i don't know maybe uh i'm gonna go with steven spielberg uh, because i don't think it's jj and i have no flipping idea who the third guy is (laughs) okay um so i'm gonna go with steven spielberg because he's just a producer and and yes right you know it's kind of he's 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 always kind of had the uh 1980s look to him right so he would just fit right in they didn't even need to do any makeup (laughs) so here's a bit of a twist the twist was in your favor it was a bit of a trick question in that there was more than one cameo and so instead of having one third chance of getting the question right you had two thirds because there are actually two of those three were in the movie thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt but you picked the one incorrect answer are you serious you did so there's different shades here. J.J. Abrams was in it, and it was, I'm talking a snippet. He was in, he played uh, a soldier exiting a jeep, and then he walked past the children about partway through the film. And I'm talking like, that's that's the equivalent of like someone dressed as a stormtrooper saying, hey, look, Tobey Maguire was storm, you know, was stormtrooper number seven. And it's like, well, that's kind of hard to catch. So the J.J. Abrams one, I don't, I, like it's, Technically, he had a cameo, but it was so... I had to pause the screen and be like, oh, yeah, I guess that's it, J.J. Abrams. I guess, yeah. The one, the one was Michael Giacchino, who's the, who made the soundtrack for this film, and he's has a few quite well-known soundtracks. I believe The Incredibles, for sure, Lost, and obviously this film. And he played one of the deputies, and his probably most profound scene was at the table when they're all kind of storming over ideas and one of the deputies eats the pizza that was saved for the sun. But right, yeah, totally. How did I miss that? <laughs> I did I let off the question. It's very subtle. 
All these cameos were subtle, but the point is Michael Giacchino and J.J. Abrams were both in this film, and that was your trivia for this week. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so Super 8. Yes. Um, one of my picks. One of your picks. Um, but not the one I wanted to win. Okay, yeah. I was, out of out of all of them, I had never heard of Limitless, and I think mm. I was the most, I was very curious for Limitless. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say Super 8 was probably my least desired of the four. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I would... Uh... Sorry, but like I said, these were four strong films. 2011 was a blockbuster year. Um, I was still intrigued by Super 8. I think I'll War, say that. I think maybe War Horse was one I wasn't keen on. Fair enough. But yeah. Yeah. Um so you know I you had not seen this film. No. I had probably around 2012, so a long time ago. And I walk, walked into watching this film this week not remembering a darn thing. And so I basically went into it with just memories of what I thought about when I originally watched the film. But beyond that, I was watching a new film and I was just as naive as as you were walking into it. And the only thing that I remember from 2012 is when I watched it, my expectations were high going into it because I had a horse in this race. It was written and directed by J.J. Abrams and the soundtrack was by Michael Giacchino. And both were so freshly, you know, after this film was so freshly after the conclusion of Lost, which I'm a super fan of. So this film had a lot to fulfill for me. And when I watched it then, I do remember after just metaphorically shrugging my shoulders and going, meh. And my impressions now, after I watched it, I'm metaphorically shrugging my shoulders going, meh. Yeah. Uh yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think the film's got so much potential. Mhm. Yes. Uh I think the recipe has all the ingredients. Yes. Um but I think maybe the yeast was past its date. Right. And was dead. Or mis, you know, mismeasured. They put in a little not quite enough. Just something. Something is off. Yeah. And this is, you're going to get used to this, and I feel like we need to, there's, I'm, I'm going to make a comparison here, and it is just Stranger Things. And oh, yeah. obviously the first time I saw this, I, Stranger Things wasn't even nearly in existence. It was years away. Mm-hmm. But after watching it now, I've seen Stranger Things, and just without a doubt, I'm not taking any hot takes here, Stranger Things is far superior to Super 8. I would say there's, there's... Um, I had sort. I had three comparisons. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things is definitely one. Okay. Uh, little bit of the Goonies. I have not seen, but sort of I the Goonies vibe. I've culturally, seen part I of know it. what you're talking about, right. so I, I'm with you. Uh, and then the other one would be the uh the It Chapter One, because again, you've got that ragtag yep. group of kids. Mm-hmm. Shit's gone wrong. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I kind of made a bit of a scale here and I've got it and Stranger Things greater than Super 8 yeah. after I after I watched Super 8 the other night. 
And I, I'm 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 with you. I feel I'm with Stranger Things. Stranger Things season one. <sighs> Correct. Thank actually thank you for making that clarification. Stranger Things part one. I think I yeah. would rather watch Super Eight than watch Stranger Things season two. Definitely season three. Definitely season three. Season two, I feel like you could flip a coin. Flip a coin. But yes, yeah, that's thank you for making that. That's a true. That's true. Um, but I'm I'm gonna mirror what you said. Let's change your things. It just it's it 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 succeeded in combining these narrative elements or these ingredients. And I just felt Super Eight had a lot of the same elements and just failed to launch. Like just some something in the rocket fuel just wasn't catalyzing and. It just didn't utilize and combine the same ingredients to the same effective degree. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I Okay, so let's talk about merits. Uh, sure. Visually stunning. CGI is a little dated. Um, yeah. But I would say not to the degree that it hurts the storytelling. Right. Uh, but like that whole, when they're on the train station platform and mm. the train crash and everything, that is... Yep. That is special effects pornography that is like <laughs> it's such a gratifying mm -hmm. two minutes of just that's fair chaos mm -hmm. um the other thing i was noticing is this entire obviously with the exception of the cgi that's in it mm. if you were to plop this film down in front of me and say Oh, this is uh, this came out in 1986. Mm -hmm. I'd go, yeah, sure, totally, because mm. not only is it obviously set in the 80s, but it felt like like there were moments where I was watching it and I thought to myself, this is a this is a 1980s Steven Spielberg film. Hmm, interesting. He walked off the set of E.T. and he walked onto the set of this. Like just some of the, the 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 panning shots of towns with the cars everywhere, hmm. and I, I I think I don't think anyone. I'm gonna say this, mm. even though Spielberg didn't direct this, I no. would like to think that he was heavily involved on a creative standpoint, mm. um, because it it to me it reeks of 1980s Steven Spielberg. And I don't think anyone does the 1980s better than Spielberg. Interesting. Interesting. I think that's his strong suit. Okay. I loved. Yeah. I loved uh, Ready Player One. Mm, okay. But it was. I but, seen. but but there's something weird about uh, a modern day Spielberg film. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Steven Spielberg direct something that takes place in 2015. 2020. Right. right. Right? You think Steven yep. Spielberg, you want a 1980s or a 1990s adventure action, maybe maybe not even action, adventure. You want hmm. a Spielberg adventure. You want him to take you, whether it's to Neverland or it's to Elliot's bedroom or, mm. or it's, you know, out in the water with yep. Jaws, you want an adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that only Spielberg can hit you over the head with. <laughs> right. Right? Or right. or like, yeah, I don't know. Because even even um artificial intelligence, mm. which is set very futuristically, mm -hmm. that future 
had kind of an 80s or 90s stench to it. Hmm. Um, at least in my... If it, fe- it felt like... It felt like a very 1980s imaginative... Right. A, a, a 1980s imagining of the future. The future. I'm trying to think about Minority Report because I know that's set in the future, but it's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't really comment on yeah, and its it, tone. And it's good, but again, I wouldn't put... The, you know, if you were to say, give me the top five Steven Spielberg films, Minority Report isn't isn't coming to lunch. Oh, for sure. Right. No, but I, just in the context of films with like an 80s feel or a, a nostalgic past yeah, yeah, feel. Yeah, totally. Kinda. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so here. Um, there's some comparisons to other things that Super 8 did well, that say Stranger Things or It did well. So... You know, I, at first I wasn't on board of the the narrative backstory children kind of coming of age, but eventually I did come around. Um, I do think it's at a disadvantage because just of the nature of a film, it's truncated compared to a miniseries. So it just limits the depth that you can get into different characters and it it really kind of ties your hands as far as the comparables in that way. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I, I. I. This might be an unpopular take because of how popular the Super Eight vote was, but I just. I not only was not into this film for, I'd say about half of it, and interspersed there were moments where I was really kind of, I could have been taken. I. I. I was. If they had thrown a hook, I would have bit on it, and I would have been, you know, taken a hold by this film, and just it just kind of fizzled out, and. So much so that I realized that I never actually previously watched this film and that I just stopped watching it about a quarter of the way through eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know if I was... Uh, I don't know if I had as miserable a watching experience. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I had a, a quite as miserable a, a watching experience as you. Yeah. Um I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I it's something I could sit and and devour a bowl of popcorn while watching. Sure. And go, sure. that was fun. Cuz I do. I think it's fun. Uh I do think it's fun. I just think it's I think it's hollow. Oh, I would I would comp- completely agree that it's hollow. I think it's very hollow. And I, and I think because like the movie ended and I'm like you know that was some great action. Sure. Um some good like suspense almost. Uh kind of a thriller element, mystery, supernatural mm. mystery type thing. Yeah. Um and I did like the father's story arc. Um Particularly, you know, you've got this this town drunk, low life, who, <laughs> by just shitty friggin' circumstances, has mm-hmm. also kind of, you know, hasn't caused the the death of the deputy's wife, but had he not called in sick to work, the accident never would have happened. Or, right, or wouldn't right. happen to her. Yep. We don't really have details about the accident. 
Yeah. Maybe it would just... have happened regardless. Maybe it wasn't human error. Maybe maybe a machine malfunctioned. It would have happened regardless, but mm. it would have killed him instead of killing her. I don't know. Right. Um, so to say, hard to say. But getting them both in the car at the end where he breaks down and he's, he's just like, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. And, uh, and, and the deputy's forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And the, you know, it, it was an accident. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's not your fault. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I liked all that, but then the movie ends, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, okay, so what? What was with this alien? Like, mm-hmm. where did it come from? I mean, outer space, but mm-hmm. like, we just we we weren't given any details. Well, and that's like, what experiments were they running on them? And and we get a oh, little, yeah. but we get that footage, and you see that its ship is built out of this these these aluminum Rubik's cube things. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. That piques my interest. But then yeah, that's, but that's they all that's do something with but it. But that's all that's all that happens is you 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 know yeah. you piqued my interest. You know, it, yeah. it, it I felt like I showed up in a restaurant and I sat down and you plopped a menu in front of me and mm. I was like, ooh you I poutine and you go, we're out. Oh. <laughs> oh okay, well maybe uh how's the lobster? Yeah, we don't have any of that either. Haven't had it in years. Okay, well, what do you have? I would recommend the toast, sir. Like, do you know <laughs> right. what I mean? There, there, there yeah. are so many things to entice me. Right. But there was no, there was no payload for any of it. Uh, so, so I'll say this: my mis- my viewing experience wasn't miserable, but how I felt afterwards was time is a commodity, right? We only have so much time. And when I looked at watching this film, when I say, was it bad? No. But when there are other comparables, other things on the market that I could invest my time in, which is rewatching it, rewatching Stranger Things, insert your coming of age, adventure, mystery, television or movie. This just wasn't a good use of my time compared to the just very good products that are out there. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It is hollow. And that's one of the reasons why I felt so kind of just it was not a good use of my time. I mean, the there's no emotional connection with why this monster is feeling scared and whatnot. It's ultimately for the last 20 minutes, I was kind of bored because once we realized this monster is just scared and wants to leave, I was I was just kind of like, OK, like, let's go. Why, why do we have to spend 20 minutes watching this? Like there, there were just times that emotionally I wasn't drawn in, emotionally had no connection. And in Stranger Things, this, this wasn't an issue. In It, this wasn't an issue. For various reasons, we had far more, I was more invested in those products because there was more character depth and backstory that I was invested of what was happening in each scene. And yeah, it, it, it really, it really just failed in that regard. Would you rather watch this or Thunderball? Um, I, I mean, I guess probably this, I guess it would depend which I had seen more recently and I don't know how. Would you uh, would you feel more comfortable recommending this or Thunderball <laughs> to a friend? 
so here's the thing. Uh, you know what? Uh, maybe you're making a point. Maybe I'm playing into your point. Maybe I'm not. I, I'm not sure where you're going with this, but I'll say this. I don't, I wouldn't recommend, or I wouldn't regret recommending this film to someone. I wouldn't be embarrassed about it, but I wouldn't put it at the top of my list. I would say, hey, yeah, you can watch Super 8, but before you do, check out these other things first. And if you have time, you can check out Super 8. Right. No, I, and I would, I mean, I wasn't trying to get at anything. It was a genuine, no, no, no. you know. No, no, yeah. Uh, I was just trying to, was trying yeah. to make small talk. Maybe. <laughs> and it, when you mentioned The Monster 2, just with it and with Stranger Things, and those two products are going for different things, and what they do from an artistic point of view, they have different goals and agendas individually. With With Super 8, I wasn't nervous, or I wasn't feeling tense during certain cinematic scenes in this film. And maybe it's just the narrative of the way they were doing it that I just wasn't invested in. And maybe it all, we've been beating this dead horse, maybe it all just comes back to character development that I was just, hey, if one of these kids gets eaten, tough beans, but it's going to happen. You know, and that just kind of led into me not kind of, not kind of in, Laying down what this film was saying, I, I would just, yeah, I, I would have been okay with any of them being eaten except for Joe. Sure, Joe, Joe's had shit luck. Joe's mom's dead. Like, yeah, Joe's dad's a dick. He's a recovering dick, but he's a dick. <laughs> and Joe didn't deserve to die. Everyone else, and see, they're just kids. I mean, yeah, we we were emotionally invested in Joe, and I'm gonna say a couple things this film did well. Like, there was glimmering sunshine moments where I'm like. This film has a chance. Like this, there is a scene specifically when Joe and Alice are sitting on the bed and Joe is kind of opening himself up as kids do. He's not opening himself up emotionally, but he's opening himself up via his, his nerdy hobby of making models. And he's, instead of just guarding himself, he describes about how he's going to layer a paint on this model train and then put like one of 14 different gray tones on it to give it an aged look. And he kind of just, you can tell just how passionate he is about this. And I felt like that scene really captured, I feel what this film was maybe going for is just this adolescence coming of age. And I I felt like, okay, if we have more moments like this, I'm really feeling Alice. I'm really feeling Joe. I'm feeling like they're rich and coming off the screen here. And there were moments like that, or even, (laughs) believe it or not, just there's that scene where Donnie rolls up and like, he's got tunes playing on his car and he's like, whoa, WTF. And by the way, I'm baked. And like, I laughed out loud. And like, so there was moments where this movie made me laugh or this movie made me feel for these characters. And I'm like, if you can thread some of these things together, it's got a chance. And And it just didn't, unfortunately. And that's why I say it's not all lost. It wasn't a horrible viewing experience. It just, I would recommend other films over it. That's fair. Um, yeah. How how old would you say the kids are? They're not. She's not old enough to drive, so they're not 16. Oh, no. I don't know, maybe 14, 15-ish? Okay, so here's a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you, and I mean, this is, this is just a personal, this is just me getting to know you. Please, uh, please, please, please. Would I, I grow sideburns like Alice's dad? Would you? No. Well, I, I could, but would, I don't think would I would. Would you grow your, if you had blonde <laughs> hair like that, would you grow it out in, in sort of a Kurt Cobain manner? <laughs> I'm not sure I would. 
He's basically a trailer park Kurt Cobain. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, so my thought, like, Joe, Joe brings Alice into his bedroom. Hmm. Like, yeah. nothing happens, but there's no parents home. <laughs> and he's already not supposed to have her in the house. Right. And uh, and he bring, brings her to his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know... Is that is would you would you have been caught dead doing that? I would have been terrified. I'd never mm. have brought because my oh, dad's yeah. gonna come home at any moment, and my yep. dad seems like the wrath of God kind of dad. Sure, I mean like Joe's Joe's dad. It's like the wrath oh, yeah. of God kind of dad. Yeah, if, I feel like two things. So yeah, I would agree. I, I'm not doing that because I feel like poop's gonna hit the fan if his dad sees that he's brought not only a girl to his room. But Alice to his room, and both personally, I at that age, I think I would have been just terrified having a girl in my room, just because I would have been embarrassed. Because I, you know, he's embarrassed of his trains, he's embarrassed of his hobbies, he doesn't have the most popular interests. I'm kind of similar as a kid. Uh, I think I just would have been nervous. So for multiple reasons, yeah, I, I don't think I'm playing that game. Can I can I make an observation that's going to seem like a jab, but it's not a jab? I promise. Sure. Yeah. I. I think it's safe to say <laughs> that anyone who uses the term poop hit the fan mm. <laughs> it, it isn't sneaking girls into their bedroom as a teenager. <laughs> For sure. Like I mean, I, he's not, I, like he's I, technically not a teenager, but I, I get what well, you're saying. Well, but whatever. Well, he's 14. Yeah, yeah. You think he's like 14, 15. That's a teenager. Oh, yeah, true. No, but no, okay, but she, I think she was maybe a bit older, so maybe he's like 12. Oh, okay. But yeah, regardless, regardless. Right. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Some, no, some, I hear you. So, someone who says poop hit the fan yeah. is just too respectful of the rules. <laughs> yeah. No, to, no, no. You know, I hear you. To do. So that yeah. answered, you know, mm-hmm. that answered the question for me. So thank you. <laughs> One thing. Uh, so I mentioned, I've talked about Michael Giacchino a lot. I, I'm, I was almost, personally. Almost too much, some would say. I, I'm just going to say this soundtrack also just fell flat there were there were there are films in general that i put the soundtrack on spotify immediately i did that with stranger things with this film it didn't hurt it but there was never any moments that i felt goosebumps with kind of the soundtrack kind of building towards some emotional connection with the film and yeah uh i guess i just had i I, i'm not upset with this film i'm just disappointed yeah, it's, I, it's, 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 I don't, yeah. I don't dislike the movie. No. I just don't, you, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm going to say this and you're going to roll your eyes. I, I might not. I would rather, I would rather watch this than Lost in Translation. Oh my Lord have mercy. Uh, I don't no, necessarily I, I get what you're think. Saying. I don't necessarily think there's more on the bone in this movie. I think this sure. movie's more fun. If there's two movies oh, that yeah. I don't, oh, yeah. ca- you know, if, if, I'm, sure. if I'm placing both of those in in the category of films that I don't care for, yep, then this is a more enjoyable watch. This is oh, this, it, yeah. If if they're both useless to me, mm-hmm. then this one's fun at least. Sure, right? Yeah. It's 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 actiony and it's yep. Different different films, and yeah, I see what you're saying. There's something redeemable in it, at least to some degree. Now, if Bill Murray had been in this movie, 
Who would you have put it, like, what character? Would you have made him the sheriff? Oh, no, he's the alien. No, hands down. (laughs) Hands down, he's picking up children and sheriffs and eating them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again. Just picture, like, like Garfield. He he just would have voiced it, like Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joking aside, like, if there had been some emotional connection with the monster to the audience, I think this film would have maybe been a bit more elevated. So, I don't think Bill Murray being the alien would have hurt the film. Yeah, I mean, they try. They try yeah. at the end where the boy's like, it's okay. Yeah. We can be, I made you this friendship bracelet. Like, yeah, and, and then, I don't know. And then all the alien really does is go, look, I have a human set of eyes as well. Aren't I? Like it changes its yeah. eyes kind of. Yeah. All of a sudden now it's got like... <sighs> corneas yeah. and stuff <laughs> it's like right. what, where did those come from yeah uh, I don't and know. also you understand english like right which yeah. i guess maybe happens because it did like the the avatar uh, ponytail link with the professor right, right. but so it was less like actually having intercourse right yeah oh yeah no they're they're an avatar they're making babies that's that's <laughs> There's no two ways about that. But, <laughs> no two um, ways. But yeah, it was kind of like a mind link. Like a, this mm-hmm. is like a DC reference, so you won't get this, but mm. Daphne will likely get this. Uh, mm. So it was kind of like a Martian Manhunter okay. m- mind link thing. Sure. So Daphne, if you got that, let me know. Let me know. Thumbs up. Yeah. Um. I I wrote down a, uh, an analogy. Can I give it to you? Tell me tell me when we're about to wrap it up, and I'll wrap up with my analogy. So just make a footnote. I mean, we can wrap up whenever. I I okay. you know I I we've, could we've uh, said what we need to say. I could talk about this movie for another hour, but I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I would say. Yeah, I could say a lot more words, but I don't know if I would tell you anything that I haven't told you. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fair. Right. Uh, I I. I think the acting in it is good. I think the kids are good actors. That And again, that comes down, it's impressive. They're children actors and they pulled it off fantastically. I think the father, who I'm starting to like more and more in things. This is the third thing I've ever seen him in. Well, I guess second, because I would have seen this second. Mm. So this is the second thing I've ever seen him in. What else, what else have you seen him in? The third thing I saw him in was Game Night. Right, he's the, oh, the Jason Bateman sure. movie. Right, so he's yep. he's kind of the brother that's plans right. the, the the game night for them, yep. uh, and then the thing that I know him first and foremost as is like the poser, stupid, douchey actor from King Kong. King Kong, yeah, that's where I know him from. Right, too. that's what I. So anytime he pops up, I go, oh, really? And yeah, and but then but I enjoy him. Right. I enjoyed him in this, so I think he's good in this. I think. Uh, there's not a lot of characters in this. It's kind of just like I, for the most no. part, I would say it's the kids. Yep. The dad. Yep. Alice's dad. Sure. And maybe the colonel. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, the colonel. Yeah. Right. Yep. But even then, like he's he doesn't have a lot of screen time. No, 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 no. Um, or much of an arc. So yeah. So I, I there's not a lot of people in it. Uh, there's no there's no bad performance that sticks no. out to me. There's no performance where I'm like, ah, this person, <laughs> you know, seemed like they're phoning it in or they're overacting mm. or they're underacting or no, mm. I, I mean that was all good. Um 
J.J. Abrams is is as ballsy as ever with his. There's no reason for this scene to have a lens flare. Let's add four. Like mm. that's um, right. That's ballsy. <laughs> right. That's to be yeah. known for something when it's like, <laughs> I'm. Uh, let's add five lens flares to the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, JJ, it's a it's a carton of milk. <laughs> yes, but it's a it's a it's a blue sci-fi lens flarey carton of milk. <laughs> right. Uh, but JJ, there's so many lens flares now. It's it's hard to make out the fact that it is a carton of milk. Shut up! I made Star Trek and Lost, so just mm-hmm. can and, it. And someday they're going to ask me to make Star Wars. I yeah. I kind of highly doubt that, JJ. You'll see. Damn it. You'll see. <laughs> so um, be it. Yeah. So uh, actually, can I just stop you for one sec, Kyle yeah. Chandler? One thing that we both forgot that he's in. He's uh, the agent in The Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Yeah, that's a it's a small role though. Yeah. But he's he's less of a wiener than King Kong. He's less of a wiener than in that and he's still less of a wiener than James Marston. Ah, oh, there it is. I would watch I there would watch I would watch Chandler before I would watch James Marston. Hands down. For sure. But Hands would you down. rather if you had to watch James Marston for an hour and a half at a farmer's market or sleep or um, lost in translation, what would it be? Uh, the farmer's market, just because I'm curious. Hmm. Right. Like this week I'm going to okay. watch, they've just announced, they've given us a, a release date now for uh, Sonic 2. Mm. So I got to watch, I got to get in on that first Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. All right. We'll wrap it up. Well, okay, so here's 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 my analogy. So Super 8 in, in in terms of baseball, sports are continuing to kind of resume as kind of we kind of get back to somewhat normal, although we're not anywhere near normal in the COVID-19 world. But in here's a baseball analogy. So with Super 8, it's kind of like the ground ball that makes it through the infield and bounces all the way to the fence and you get the winning run and everyone is happy and you still go for ice cream after the game. It's not perfect, but technically it checks off all the boxes it needs to and you go home and you're like, ah, it's all right. Stranger Things is the grand slam and you hit it and it hits one of the lights in the outfield and just sparks start to explode thematically and the team rounds the bases and they pick you up and hoist you up and all your wildest dreams come true. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's, that's, that's how these, these films were different. That was an in-depth analogy. Mm-hmm. That was like yeah. Sermon on the Mound <laughs> level stuff. That's what I was going for, really. People are, how uncomfortable... Is it a mm. genuine question. How uncomfortable mm. would you be if you found out that someone on the internet, okay. some lonely person who lives in uh, uh, New Zealand or something, mm-hmm. there's no connection to them being pathetic or lonely and living in New Zealand. It's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, forms a religion based on that analogy of yours. That would no. That would just be weird. Like, like, yeah. but how upset would you be? Like, would you would you go to lengths to try to? Would you just go? Oh, that person's crazy, and I'd rather not think about it. 
or mm. would you actively try to correct this person's path? I wouldn't correct them, but I would say, guys, let's take a knee and let's talk about this for a minute. Oh, they're, they'd be taking a knee. They'd be, they'd be on their <laughs> knees. <laughs> wrong. They'd be on their wrong knees. Term. Guys, let's just reflect on this for a minute and let's just, let's just think about what we're doing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so scale of one to 10, this son of a, son of a B for me. Yeah. On my scale, it made a 6.1 out of 10. Um, on Marshall scale, it was either a five or a six. I'm kind of drawn between the two kind of, you know, either when you watch it again, you go, ah, that's why I didn't like it. Or it's maybe bearable to rewatch kind of somewhere between those two. Okay. Yeah. Right. How about yourself? I give it a, a 5.9. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So not quite a six. Yep. Uh, I, I, five to me is average. I think it's mm-hmm. a little better than average. Sure. Uh, just because, again, it's it's got that Steven Spielberg flair to it. Sure. Uh, but still not great. It's not a it's not a great movie. Um, I my girlfriend owns it. I don't own it. I don't think I'd buy, I wouldn't buy it. Mm, no, I have no interest in buying it. If there was a, you know what though, this is interesting. I think the visuals in this movie are good and I think it's it's uh it's a good actiony adventure thing. Mm. I wouldn't buy this movie. But no. no. If I found out tomorrow that there was a 3D re-release of it in the theater, I would be tempted. Cuz mm. I think it would be a fun theater experience. Not a good movie, but just a fun on the big screen. And maybe that's where this belongs. Maybe Fair. it belongs at a drive-in. Maybe it belongs yeah. on the big screen. Um, yeah. But on a smaller screen, in a living room, when the pressure's on, mm-hmm. it it pops under the pressure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So for the last time in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to ask you a question. And I and I want to explain for a second why it's the last time for a long time. Mm. Uh, when COVID started, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Oh, yes. Uh, when COVID started, we talked about how we were going to up our content for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we did so. We did. And then about three weeks ago, we talked about how we were going to up it even further um, committing to an almost almost consistently twice a week upload schedule until yeah. the end of November when mm. hopefully no time to go to the grocery store or whatever the new James <laughs> Bond film is called right. uh, comes out um, so that we could get through our 007 series mm. yeah. in time. Mm-hmm. Uh Here's the thing, though. COVID's ramping down, thank God, uh, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. Here in Canada, Depen- it's... Very, very dependent, yeah, yeah where he- you're listening. Here in Canada, it's ramping down, mm-hmm. um, which means life is getting busy again. Where mm-hmm. We don't find as much free time on our hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, 
like consistently we were having to watch a minimum mm-hmm. of four movies a week. Yeah, it was heavy. Our main Sunday episode. Yep. Our 007 episode. Yep. The film that was recommended to us. Yep. And then a fourth film altogether to recommend to the other person. Absolutely. That is a yep. sh- that is a metric shit ton of film. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, and so basically, there were two options. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it wasn't just a lot. It was too 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 much a lot. Uh, and so there were two options. Option number one was to go back on our promise of the amount of content we were going to deliver. Um, and basically some of your regular Sunday episodes would be 007 episodes and they would just kind of be sprinkled in and peppered throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've decided to take option number two, mm-hmm. which means you're still going to get two episodes a week. Yep. Uh, but most, in, most weeks, most, most weeks, weeks, most weeks. Yep. Um, but instead of, uh, instead of reducing the, the number of episodes we give you, we're going to stop asking each other what we watched. Well, I mean, we could ask each other what we watched. Yeah. We're going to stop recommending films to each other at least until December, at least yep. until we're done with the 007 series. Yep. Um, on And there'll be exceptions. Like there, we're only going to do it on an as-needed basis. So if we, yeah. if we watch something that we absolutely say, Brady, you're watching it this week, just because for reasons that we can get or, into. Or not even this week. I need you to watch this. Mm. You got a couple of weeks to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like there, there won't be any time restraints. Yep. So. Um, yeah. There's a good chance. And we, might, we might still ask each other what we watched this week, but it might be more like, hey, I watched this movie called Toy Story. It's pretty cool. And then, and then we'll just kind of move on the conversation. Yeah. And, and and you know what? The, the What we watched may return. It may oh, not. Oh, for sure. We'll kind of, yeah. you know, well, let us know what yeah. your thoughts are. Should we do it? Should yeah. we not do it? Um, starting next week, though, um, mm-hmm. we're going to replace it with with sort of just a little, uh, a tiny segment tacked onto the end of the episode that kind of uh, just just covers this week in movie news. If anything kind of big mm-hmm. and exciting you know, they've cast the new James Bond. They've announced this film. They've pushed this film back. Um, you know, they've canceled the Oscars, which they're talking about. Mm, um, yeah. Then, then we'll we'll kind of cover that at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, having said all that, <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Uh, <laughs> God, I promised myself I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> What'd you watch this week? So I'm going to get a head start on, um, like you said, when if we actually find something that we want to recommend to each other, there won't be any time restra- or restraints on it that we have to watch it within that week. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, I'm sorry, in Mexico, is what you recommended to me last week. And it's a 2003 film. I started it and I literally got about five to ten minutes in and I could have had time to watch it this week but it actually looks like a movie I'm super intrigued by and I wanted to actually give it a chance to actually watch it like on a tv with a sound uh sound bar and not just watching it like on my phone at my you know 
at a bus stop in metaphorically. the ba- in the bathroom stall at work <laughs> exactly so i i I didn't watch it, and it is now the first on my list of I need to watch that Brady recommended to me. And in the upcoming weeks, uh, probably in the next week or two, but in the in the near future, I will have watched it, and I will tell you exactly what I thought at that point. Cool. Um, so the only other thing I watched this week is not my recommendation for you, uh, because one, we're not recommending it unless it's on an as-needed basis. And even if we were contractually obligated to recommend a film to you, I would not recommend this film to my worst enemy. I watched a film called Dogtooth that was literally, I gave it a 1 out of 10. And even with that, I am a little regretful I gave it that high of a score. It was such a film that made me uncomfortable. It was long. It was kind of pointless. Um, There were a couple things that, I thought could have been an interesting story element if it may, if specifically M Night Shyamalan, I think he would have had a field day at it and he could have taken it in a few different directions, but it was an awful film and I do not recommend it to anyone. Oh man. I love dog tooth. Have you, <laughs> uh, I know so that's good. a lie. I've never you, seen, I've, yeah, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. yeah. If you watch the trailer, that's enough. That's yeah. too much really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I watched this week. What did you watch this week? Um, I'm so bad with names. I, you Mm. recommended a television show to me and you told me I had to watch the first two episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was it called? The Terror. The Terror. That's right. I kept thinking I was trying to figure out what it was and I had written down here terrifying. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I was like, no, but I don't think that's it. The Terror. Mm. You told me to watch the first two episodes. Sure. I watched the first two episodes. Cool. I didn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. So then I watched the third episode. Okay. And it turned it around for me. Really? So now I've watched really? eight episodes. Okay. Uh, I got two more to go because I think okay. there's ten. Yes, there are. Uh, and I and I'm I'm hooked. I'm very yes, right? excited to see where this goes. I'm not going to give right? any spoilers. No, um, no, to no. anyone, but. Uh, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and don't, you know what? Don't let the first two episodes get you down. No. For me, the third was kind of where it picked up, as some people mm-hmm. might like it right from the get. Sure. Uh, and that's cool. But for me, yep. it took three for me to... It took three for me to feel like the show really found its mm. its own, you know, before yep. the show got comfortable with itself. Sure. Type yeah. of thing. So, uh, I'm actually so that's such a cool story. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad yeah. that it it got you hooked. I uh, I, f- I felt like I was yeah. I felt very you know I I did what you asked. I didn't mm-hmm. like it, and I thought yep. to myself, you know what, Pete <laughs> sees something in this show. Yeah, and I don't. Right. I'm gonna keep going. Sure. I'm not enjoying this, but I'm going to keep going. Yep. Uh, cause, cause. He deserves it, damn it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Can I tell you? So the one thing I said last week, and I'll say it again, I do wish it had been condensed, maybe even eight episodes. I do feel it was a bit long. Mm, But the one thing, the one thing I will say that this film did, or this television series that's just a long film, it did something that Titanic did. Uh, And showed Kate Winslet naked? (laughs) 
<laughs> Just wait episode till episode nine? 10. Oh, episode okay. 10, things go off the hook here. No, what this film, or what this, I keep calling it a dang film, what this TV show did, that Titanic also did, for me, it covered the human element of this historic tale. And it's one thing to actually talk about it analytically, intellectually, about the pursuit of the Northwest Passage and all the various expeditions that failed. But I feel, for me personally anyway, and this happened with a lot of people with Titanic, the human stories of the individuals involved were just so different from just the analytical, this many people went up and they were never seen again. And there was just one scene where it came to a head where the the locals are asking the captain, you know, why why are you here? What, What are you doing here? And there's a bit of a language barrier and the captain basically says something along the lines of, we're here for the economy. We're, we're here for trade. And just it, to me, it was a microcosm of the human element. And just, it fell so hollow compared to the toils of the, re, like people starving to death and suffering for the sake of the economy. And just, I, I would say that's the one thing this, this, uh, after finishing this series, it reminded me of Titanic and it gave a human element to these tales. I shit you not, if episode 10 comes and there's just, it just cuts to a, sh- like it just opens with a shot of Kate Winslet on a couch naked, <laughs> I'm going to be so confused. I've, I'm going to lend you, I've got the um, 10th episode on a VHS, actually, I'll send it to you. Don't watch it on, uh, don't watch it on wherever you've borrowed the de- the seasons from right now. Just let me send you the 10th episode. I'll doctor something up. This is, this is really weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. What what, what are you going to do? Uh, nothing. Uh, right. What else did you watch this week? I watched uh, similarly to you. Not something mm. Not something I would give a one. I would give this a two. Okay. Uh, because that's what it is, is number two. Sure. Um, <laughs> big steaming pile. Uh, yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. a film with some other people. I did. This was not my. I was. Okay. I. I participated in this film watching for the social aspect. Okay, I'm curious where this is going. It is a film called The Kissing Booth Two. Heard of it? Now, surprisingly, mm-hmm. uh, I have not seen The Kissing Booth One. Weird. Mm. Uh, but I watched it. Okay. And. I mean, two is maybe a little harsh. Okay. I'll give it a f- yeah. 4.5. I mean, it's a tacky, cheesy, low-budget, sure. high school yeah. rom-com yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not well-written. It's not well-acted. Mm. Sure. But the characters have... Uh, a lot of heart. The characters are written in a very real way, mm. and and um, and it is a good like you know I I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it, but I wouldn't recommend it if that makes sense. Does Fair that enough. Make sense. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of okay. course. Cool. All right. Uh, is it? And then uh, that's the last thing you watched this week. Yeah, that's it. Well, was that it? No, 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 it wasn't. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> I watched uh, Schindler's List. No Yeah, I way. watched Schindler's List. You did? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, 
I think it's not something you should watch if you're already feeling kind of blue. Oh, goodness, no. So I won't no. make that mistake again. But, oh, dear. Uh, no, I, was, I mean, Liam Neeson. Yep. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. I like that it's black and white. Sure. Um, well, most mostly. Mostly. Mostly, mostly yeah. black and white. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of got like a Sin City feel to it as far as the color grading goes. Have you seen Sin City? No. <gasps> no. Okay. We will rectify that. There's that yeah. word again. Um what uh, aside from like obviously there's the human tragedy element of it and it's it's a it's a kind of a film honoring the victims and and that's aside that has that kind of goes without saying. But the you mentioned Liam Neeson. The other thing is Ralph Fiennes mm. is one of the most talented actors. Voldemort. He plays Voldemort. He plays uh, uh, a Nazi concentration camp lieutenant or whatever, wh- whoever he plays. Yeah, Voldemort. He plays such diverse, <laughs> truly, he plays such diverse roles and so well. Ralph Fiennes is honestly right up there. I, if we were ever to do an episode with our top actors, I'm wondering if he'd be on that list. We should do that. I feel like we should. We should. And we should yeah. have a guest. Uh, obviously. And that guest obviously. should be Marshall. I think I think it should be. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. no like it doesn't need to be a specific Marshall, but we should find a no, guy no, named no. Marshall. Quite literally actually and like even if he his name wasn't Marshall, but like his position was Marshall, like in a kind of a forest ranger or sure. if he was in the military, that would be fine too. And I mean you know a guy named Marshall, but I do. Let's not throw up before we get on the roller coaster. Let's look around <laughs> and see what our options are. Of course. Yeah. Can I? If we're at the point where we're giving shout outs, I want to give a shout out to Marshall. Uh, 2011 needs to be a shout out for him. It feels like we give him a shout out every week, but it needs to be a shout out for him. Uh, one of cow- us does. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens came out in 2011, and that is that boy's bread and butter. The other thing that came out in 2011, and this is a trivia question for Marshall. And Marshall, you got to tell me if you know the answer to this question. But the film Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal, do you know why I'm giving you a shout out with that film's name? And I'll leave it at that. Do you know what else came out in 2011? What? Bert and Ernie. No. Yeah. What? What do you mean? That's when, oh, that's when yeah. they officially right. admitted that... Uh, Did they admit it? I thought it was still ambiguous. It's still ambiguous, but there's... Yeah. There's, I mean... <laughs> you just... Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, come on. They pu- they put they, they push those two beds together sometimes. <laughs> Listen, there's one more thing I got to say. All right. We, we've, we reviewed the film Super 8, but I got to talk about Super 2 for a minute. And those super two are our Patreon supporters, Daphne Kirkpatrick and Nate Grumman. Those two are fantastic. They support our show physically, emotionally, spiritually, and we just want... Medically. And um, we just want to thank them for their support, for their guidance. And um, we just want to say hello. And it's it's the first episode kind of of the month, depending on exactly when it gets released. But it is time for their monthly shout out. And um, thank you guys. 
Yeah. Where can people find more about us? So people can find us on the links below on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like, follow, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, you can also check out our Patreon page and the link will also be below. You can help support the show. And also, in addition to helping support the show, keeping the lights on, helping us to grow and improve, we give you different perks on various different tiers that you can check out. And it's kind of a two-way street. You help us, we help you. And we appreciate all the support you give us. If you're not at the point that you want to give us monetary support yet, that's cool. If you just want to comment and like this uh, episode post wherever you are, Twitter or Facebook, that means a lot as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well forever and ever <laughs> amen amen, amen.